welcome to MILF University Podcast. We are here today with a bonus episode. We're doing a little true crime. We love a bonus episode. This is our first true crime episode, so... This is a juicy one. I'm excited. It's really juicy. I think you'll like it. So I'm going to be telling the story to Sherrielle because she doesn't, she's not a true crime junkie. So she doesn't know all the stories. So we'll get her true reaction from this one. Yes. I have not heard this story at all. This is all new to me. I didn't even try to look it up because I wanted to get like my genuine reaction to everything. I wouldn't even tell her who it was. So I didn't want you to Google it. Yes. So I'm really excited. I think you'll like it. This is the story of Darlie Routier. But before we get into it, should we do our peek and pit of Let's the week? Let's do it. Do you want to start out with yours? Or should I start off with mine? You can start off with yours. Okay. So my pit is my neighbor's dog. I don't even know where to start because I just got so upset from it let me just start off by saying I love dogs I have nothing against dogs I love dogs I grew up with dogs like both of my parents have like I think my mom has like four dogs and my dad has like five and like two cats like I love dogs nothing against them okay so my neighbor's dog is on a leash outside so the my neighbor will put their dog outside hook him to the leash And the leash is, like, just short enough to where he doesn't go in our yard, like, where our property line starts. So, like, he doesn't poop in our yard or anything. But every time my son and I are outside, he'll bark at us the entire time. Literally the entire time. So, I can't even go in my backyard when he's outside. Yes, I know we need a fence. But anyways, so, today he got off his leash. And let me just say that the neighbors leave him outside for, like, three, four hours at a time. They left the house... And left the dog outside, so the dog got off the leash. He's been in my backyard for at least three, four hours. My husband went and knocked on the door, no answer. They came home and left, didn't bring the dog inside. And so, like, the dog can see my husband and son through the window, the back, the backyard door, the glass, I should say, barking at them. And he's probably taken a few dumps in our yard, I'm sure. (laughs) And I don't know, for whatever reason, he's not hanging out in his yard. He has to hang out in our yard for whatever reason. So that is my pit. My peak is my dad is coming in town tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. I haven't seen him in like a month. So I'm really excited to see him. Yeah. So my, I'll start with my peak. My peak is on Sunday Zach and I are going to ride jet skis, which we haven't done in so long because last summer I was pregnant and you can't ride jet skis pregnant. Are you bringing the baby or no? No. Okay. I figured. uh, My dad and stepmom are actually going to watch her and it's their first time babysitting. Oh, that's fun. I'm sure they're so excited. They're so excited. She's like, pack a cute outfit. I'm going to take a million pictures. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So that'll be really fun. We're looking forward to that. We're going to like pack lunch and like, um... On the lake, there's some little, like, beach areas you can, like, park and eat. Or we might, like, there's some restaurants on the lake, but I don't know how to get there. So, we'll see what we do. Um, so, yeah, that's my peak. My pits, um, probably my dogs. <laughs> per Always usual, we're on the dog theme. Dogs. So, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but I do have two Huskies. And if anyone has Huskies, you can relate to me that they are escape artists. Uh, well, they're the, I'll start by saying they're the best dogs. They really are. Like I, if you're going to get a dog I, and you want a big dog, I would say get a Husky. Um, but they're not for the week. They are not for no, the week. Not at all whatsoever. 
So, yeah, they escaped through the fence, like underneath the fence. They dug a hole. Which is not the first time they've done this. Not the first time they've done this. They will find a way. So, yeah, they escaped. I drove around trying to look for them. We have a boy and a girl husky. They're, like, like stuck by each other's side. They're Bonnie and Clyde, those Literally. Um, so, yeah, I drove around, couldn't find them. I was like, fuck it. Like, they'll come back. So, I'm, like, inside in the living room. I hear screaming. Like, literally, literally like, yelling, like, high-pitched screams. So, I open the front door, and there's an old lady who always walks her dog in the neighborhood. She has, like, a little white fluffy like ankle biter dog and she's like holding like clenching her dog screaming acting like the dogs are gonna eat her and my dogs are big teddy bears so she's like freaking out and I'm like oh my god they're nice like I promise they're nice and she's like glaring at me um yeah she usually waves at me and she hasn't waved at me since so <laughs> that's my pit her. <laughs> I you know I almost gave the old lady a heart attack walking her dog so that is my pit we're just pissing off the neighbors left and right so well your dogs are yeah my dogs are <laughs> so like I'm the shitty neighbor like in your situation of your dogs yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it is what it is I, I mean if it was the wrong person like you know some people they just don't like they either don't like big dogs or they don't like dogs at all um or there's just like the people that like dogs and I the thing is I like dogs I'm not gonna call animal control I'm not gonna do anything crazy mistakes happen you know the dog got out but it's crazy that they knew the dog was out and still left their house like I would never leave my house if I knew my dogs were out I'm surprised the dog stayed for hours that's a good ass there yeah my dogs would be in South Carolina by now (laughs) across the border this for real yeah (laughs) dang well I'm ready to hear about this story I'm excited I'm excited too you guys obviously can't see but Scarlett has the whole get up here (laughs) to tell me this story so I'm looking forward to hearing I told her before we started filming that I felt like I was doing a class project like doing a presentation because I have all my notes I have like my laptop pulled up with all the pictures to show her i'm surprised you don't have like a whiteboard with like the red yarn like connecting if i had one i would yes (laughs) i can imagine that (laughs) so today we're going to talk about darlie routier and this is a a story that isn't talked about a ton like i feel like if you're really into true crime you've heard of it but otherwise you've probably like no one would ever have heard this story um it takes place in the 90s so it was a long time ago but it's really like it's one of the craziest true crime stories I've ever heard. And it's a story where people are really on one side or the other. Like, it's very torn. Like, people have whole websites oh about, like, supporting Darlie. Or there's the opposite, where there's whole websites, like, like she's so guilty. She definitely did it. There's Reddit pages. Till this day. Till this day. Wow. People are really into it. So, I'm going to start by showing you a picture of Darlie. Um, because it's kind of important to the case. Okay. So this is Darlie. So this is the 90s, mind you. So she's got the 90s hair, but she's basically like bleach blonde hair, tan, huge fake boobs, which I say that because that comes into play later. Okay. In the story, she has, um, EE boobs, like double E boobs. Oh, I don't wow. know how you say that. Okay. <laughs> Big old jugs on her Big chest. old milk jugs. Gotcha. And then these are her kids. She has three kids. Three kids. Okay. Devin, Damon, and Drake. And then Drake is a little baby in the picture. So all boys. All boys. Okay. Okay. So Darlie Routier was born Darlie Lynn Peck. She was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania in 1970. She moved to Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. With her mom and her stepdad. 
And she lived in Texas throughout her teen years. She moved when she was 13 and then stayed in Texas for the remainder, for the rest of her life. So when they moved, her mom worked at a Western Sizzlin, which I think is like their, like Texas's version of like a Texas Roadhouse type of restaurant. I think I've been to Sizzlin before. Okay. It's like a buffet, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think. I know there's a Sizzlin buffet. I don't know if it's the same thing. A Western Sizzlin. Okay. I've never been, but cool name. Yeah. <laughs> so Darren Routier was a cook there. So Darlie's mom introduced Darren to Darlie. At the time, Darren was 17 and Darlie was 15, which I feel like sounds like such a big age difference, but I guess it's not that bad. They're teenagers. Right. So she was probably like a sophomore. Neither of them are like legal, technically. Right. So, yeah. So after that, uh, they got married three years later in 1988. Darren ended up getting a degree from a tech school in electronics. He started a small company called Testnec that tested electronic components, and it was very successful. The first year, it um, grossed $264,000. Wow, which, good for him. Yeah, already mm-hmm. a lot, but in today's dollars, it's like half a million dollars. Okay. So they are doing really, really well. Yeah. They bought a big, big old brick home in Rowlett, Texas in 1993, it was in a really upscale suburb of Dallas, like a lakefront wow. suburb. Yeah, they were living really nice. They redid the whole thing. He bought a Jaguar. He bought a big boat. He bought Darlie those new boobs. He was enjoying his money. He, he was enjoying his and money. she was too, it sounds like. Yeah, she was um, a stay-at-home mom, and she had all the works, the jewelry. They put a big, huge fountain in the middle of their front yard. Like they, they liked all the gaudy things like the gaudy right. furniture and she wore big fur coats and had like a million rings on her hands so they wore their money they wore their money they went on vacation all the time they really spent a lot of money they were enjoying it that's for what sure. it sounds like <laughs> so Devin, their firstborn was born in 1989 and he was six years old at the time that the whole crime takes place he was actually born nine months after their honeymoon. They honeymooned in Jamaica. So he was a honeymoon baby. Honeymoon baby. <laughs> their second son, Damon, was born in 1991. He was five at the time. And then Drake was born in 1995, and he was seven months at the time. So all pretty kind of close in age, at least the first two. Yeah, close in age and all the D names because it's Darren, Darley, and then their kids, Devin, okay. Damon, Drake. So it gets kind of confusing with the names. <laughs> yeah, because they're all they're, they did a whole Kardashian thing okay. with the <laughs> with the D's. So um, yeah, they had a big house. They had all the works. The kids in the neighborhood called the house the Nintendo House because they had like all the new electronics and all the expensive things. So all the neighborhood kids like to hang out there. So that all brings us to the night of June fifth, nineteen ninety six. So Damon and Devin, the two older boys, wanted to have, like, a camp-out slumber party in the living room, which, like, do you remember being a kid and doing yeah, that? So yeah, so fun. So fun, right? So they wanted to sleep downstairs, and Darlie said she was going to sleep down there with them because she hadn't been sleeping well because of the baby. Um, she said he was making noises while he slept in his crib, and she's a light sleeper, so it kept her up. So she was like, I'll just sleep down there with the boys. Which I was wondering, like, I guess at seven months old, why is the crib in the bedroom in that big, huge house? Like, wouldn't he have his own room? I don't know. Every parent's different, but personally, for me, it's a no. Right, especially if you're a light sleeper. Mm -mm. 
So before they went to bed, Darlie and her husband, Darren, had a talk about how happy they were that his business had been so busy for the past few weeks and they would hope it would continue because they had a slow couple of months. Um, I think the business just like wasn't doing as well the past I couple months. I bet in that moment they probably regretted spending all that money when their business was going. You'd think, right? Yeah. And then like in, so he had an electronics company in right. 1996, you know, like electronics were like growing. Mm-hmm. So, and his business tested like electronic components. So there wasn't like as much of a need for his business as like right. the demand like, was. Yeah, exactly. Right. So after they had that conversation, Darren stayed down and watched TV with Darlie. Drake started to get fussy. So Darlie made him a bottle and then the boys fell asleep shortly after that. Darren took the baby upstairs and put him in his crib and came back downstairs They talked about some problems they were having with the car. Their car, I think, needed to be fixed. But at the time, like, they didn't want to spend the money on having the car fixed. So their priorities were a little out of whack, to say the least. They have but not... Fixing their car. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She was telling Darren that since she had her baby, she was having a little bit of postpartum depression. And she didn't want to take the boys anywhere because they only had one car. And... They were, she was just feeling down about herself, like, with postpartum depression and stuff like that. And she, yeah. So they ended it with Darren telling her that he loved her. And he went upstairs. They said goodnight. And she fell asleep downstairs. So after Darlie fell asleep, she, the next thing she knew, she woke up. She felt some pressure. And she felt Damon pressing on her right shoulder. And Damon is the five-year-old, so he's the middle child. Gotcha. So she felt Damon pressing on her shoulder and heard her crying. That really made her come awake, and she realized there was a man standing down at her feet walking away from her. Oh. She chased after him and heard glass breaking. She got halfway through the kitchen, turned back around to turn on the light. Then she ran back to the laundry room and realized there was a big white-handled knife laying on the floor. It was then that she had realized that she had blood all over her, and then she grabbed the knife, thinking that the man was in the garage. So she thought that he might still be there, and then she yelled for Darren. She then ran back through the kitchen and realized that the entire living area had blood all over everything. She put the knife on the counter and ran to the entrance, turned on a light, and started screaming for Darren. She told police that she thinks she screamed twice, and then Darren ran out of the bedroom with his jeans on and no glasses. He sees Devin bleeding with, like, two holes in his chest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, like, so much blood. So he's obviously freaking out. He goes to give Devin CPR, and the two stab wounds were so deep, they were, like, through and through. So he's trying to give him CPR and, like blood and stuff is like coming out of the holes it was such like a deep wound. yeah when he was doing the cpr in his mouth so he comes downstairs and darlie calls 911 at 2 31 a.m so i'm gonna play darlie's 911 call which oh is a big part gosh. of this case so it's kind of long so bear with me but it has a lot you'll want to hear it sure. yeah you'll want to yeah. hear it
Yeah. So a lot of people criticize Darlie for the 911 call because she says the boys, my babies, and she doesn't say their names. But I feel like that could go either way because... Like, I feel like you're just under so much stress. Like, you're not going to tell the 911 dispatcher, like, your kids' names. Like, it's just the boys. Like, my babies. I mean, they are her babies. I don't... I don't... I mean, I guess I see the point of people criticizing her, you know, not saying their names in the 911 call, but also, like, they're her babies. I refer my son as my baby all the time. Right. And if you were calling 911, you wouldn't say Enzo. Especially if it was two kids, like, my babies. You know, she's under so much stress. So to me, I think the 911 call sounds really legit. Like she sounds like she's freaking out. Like she even said You can just hear it in her tone of voice and like the way she's like sh- you can tell she's like shaking and trembling. Yeah, and she even said like, "Oh my god, they're taking forever. Where are they?" So I feel like she wanted them to get there. Okay, so there's another part of the 911 call too that is also really suspicious that people criticize. So I'm about to play that part. Yeah, let's hear this. So, I don't know if you guys heard, but she said the knife was laying over there and it already picked it up. We could have gotten the prints, maybe. And people are saying, like, in that, when you're in that situation, why is your mind jumping to the prints? Like, that's just a weird thing. Like, you should be, people are saying, like, you should only be worried about um, whether or not your kids are okay at that point and not about, you know, catching the perpetrator and worrying about the prince so for me i feel like her tone of voice kind of changed when she started talking about the prince like at first it sounded like pure panic like maybe you could tell she whether she was guilty about something and scared or if she was like if someone did if someone else did commit that crime and someone else did do that um either way she sounded really scared in the beginning but when she started talking about that i could kind of sense like her tone of voice yeah like she wasn't crying anymore she was like oh the prince it was almost like it was almost like she was like forcing herself to cry just the way it sounded it was it was bizarre to say the least yeah and the fact that she picked up the murder weapon i think it's common knowledge to literally anyone even back then if you mean you have your prints on the murder weapon and if, especially if they don't find anyone else's prints on it other than hers, she is just going to make her look even more guilty. So she claims the reason why she picked up the knife was because he was running out. So she woke up to Devin grabbing her shoulder. She felt pressure. She woke up with Devin, you know, putting pressure on her shoulder. And um, she saw a man at the foot of the couch, she says. And she woke up, she came to, and she followed him out through the, um, so it's like the living room, the kitchen, and then the laundry room that leads to the garage. So she says that she followed him through there. She saw the knife laying on the ground. She picked it up just in case to like go after him. She picked up the bloody knife. She picked up the bloody knife to go after him. But there's no blood that was found in the garage. So they were like, if you picked up the knife, like... Why like in 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 hopes of like chasing him and, and killing him, where's the blood? So that was that. But basically it was worst case scenario for the boys. Um 
So Devin was pronounced dead on arrival. Wow. And Damon died at the hospital. So he died as well, unfortunately, at Baylor Hospital, which is really sad. So both the boys That's died. Really sad. Luckily, Drake, the baby, was still upstairs untouched. So he was fine. Because the baby was technically in the room with the dad upstairs. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that people are saying is, like, Darlie didn't seem worried about her other baby. Like, if she was asleep and this intruder came into her house, like, wouldn't she also be worried about, like, oh, my God, where's Drake? I just think it's interesting. And this is just an assumption of mine. I just think it's interesting that all of a sudden that specific night where all the kids, her older kids were downstairs, she decided she wanted to sleep downstairs. Right. So, that's really interesting, but here's where it gets really crazy. So, Darlie actually had her throat slashed. She had her throat slashed, and she had a cut on her arm. And I'm going to show you a picture of the cut. So, this is her Mm -hmm. um, in the hospital with her slit throat. So... They said that her injuries were only two millimeters, the slash in her throat, from uh, hitting her carotid artery. So she almost died. Um, but the knife was actually, the only reason the knife stopped was because of a necklace she was wearing. So she was immediately rushed from the house after this to have emergency surgery. Um, and she ended up being okay, obviously. But yeah, they actually had to surgically remove the necklace. But police said that the cuts in the slash in her throat were superficial and that they think it's self-inflicted. So Honestly, I'm looking at the pictures and the way it's angled like this, it doesn't look like it was somebody that came from the top. Because I feel like right. if it was someone from the top, it would have been more of like a diagonal. Right. Not a diagonal, like more of a straight line, I guess. Especially because she claims like it would have happened while she was sleeping. So right. like it would have been. If she was laying down, it's almost giving like it's pretty easy. Yeah, I would think. I mean, I've never. So <laughs> I can kind of see the angle where they're going at as far as it looking self inflicted. And if if those listening want to look up the photos um, at your own risk, <laughs> yeah. I mean they're not that graphic, but there's um, a website called darlyfacts.com that has like every part of this case you can imagine that really goes deep deep into it if you guys want to look it up but yeah so they're the police are saying it's superficial they got weird vibes right off the bat when they got there um just based on everything and just because um like she had touched the knife and just like based on the crime scene there's just a lot of facts kind of pointing fingers at her right much so the first thing was the crime scene And the police said it was very bizarre. Um, The murder weapon was left, and the knife actually came from the knife block in their kitchen. Yeah. Hmm. So most of the time when murder weapons come from the house, it's someone inside of the house that commits Yeah, because if somebody went in there to murder them, they would already have the weapon. Do you really think an actual murderer is going to go in their house and look for a weapon? Right, exactly. (laughs) Because what if someone's awake? You know, they want a way to protect themselves, too. Where's their knife (laughs) for? Like, I doubt any murderer would do that. So that was the first thing. So that was super bizarre. And the way that she claims that the perpetrator got inside the house was a screen slash like in the garage window so um 
Yeah, it was slashed. But when police tested, they tested like a bunch of knives in their knife block. And there was a bread knife that had fibers from the, like, from the screen. Right. So it was the same knife like they had that used to slash the screen. So my thing is, how is someone going to get inside the house? How is someone going to slash a screen to get inside the house that came from inside their house? Like, how would they have already had that knife? Right. So that makes zero sense. Yeah, that makes her look bad as well. Yeah. And um, she was going with the theory that someone, like, broke in, I guess, to rob them. And it was basically like a robbery gone wrong. But everything in the home was untouched except for there was a broken wine glass, which I told you, like, they heard the glass breaking, and a knocked-over vacuum. But all of her diamond jewelry, like, she was one of those people that, like, take off all her rings and jewelry before she goes to bed. So they were all on the kitchen counter, untouched. So So it wasn't a robbery, obviously, or else they would have gone for the diamonds first. Exactly. They would have definitely taken the diamond jewelry. Like, that would have been number one, I would think. Yeah. So, the police did a luminol test in the kitchen, well, all, all around the house, but they found um, a bunch of blood was washed out of the kitchen sink. Like, someone had, there was a bunch of blood at one time in the kitchen sink. Prior to it, the quote-unquote break-in. Well, they don't know. This is after the crime scene happened. Okay. And they found, like, they said the kitchen sink lit up like a Christmas tree. Like, it was... A bunch of blood that had been in there. So their theory is that she cut her throat over the kitchen sink and then that washed out the blood. That's a good, that's a great theory. Yeah. Cause where else would that blood come from? Exactly. Exactly. And then why would you bother rinsing out the blood if you didn't have anything to hide? Like why why wasn't the blood just there? It was like they had to do aluminol testing to see the blood because it was yeah. rinsed. And also I keep going back to the fact that she mentioned she touched the knife. And then I'm one call, and she mentioned about the fingerprints. I keep going back to that. Right. It's just yeah. a little, it's all becoming it's a little fishy. Oh, and then the vacuum that was knocked over was on top of bl- bloody footprints, but there wasn't any blood on top. So she claims that, like, if that were to happen, like, while someone was committing the murders, um, and then she chased them, like, wouldn't there be blood? Because it was, like, blood right on the, top of yeah, the vacuum. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And there was no blood on top. It's giving staged. It's giving staged. Yeah. And then also she's a light sleeper. She's such a light sleeper, but she slept through her kids getting stabbed. Because, like, they're kids. They would scream. Yeah. Like, getting that stabbed isn't no like That makes no sense a, either. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. So, and then there's another picture I want to show you of the bloody knife laid on the carpet. So she claims that she laid the knife on the counter, but... Look at this picture. Like, does that not look like... So the knife wasn't there. They put the knife next to it to see. But doesn't that look like the knife was there? And that's it a, looks like the exact imprint of the knife. Exactly. So they're saying, like, obviously she stabbed the kids and then laid the knife down. Yeah. So Darlie's shirt she was wearing the night was obviously super bloody because she had a slash throat. Yeah. But when they took the shirt and examined it, they found that it was... Blood soaked with Damon's blood and her blood in one stain. And then it was Devin's blood and her blood on some other stains. On the left shoulder of the night shirt was a mixture of Damon's blood and her blood. And that was consistent with being cast off, um, like, as the knife was stabbing stabbing the boys and then, like, spraying back on her. Yeah. So... 
a blood analysis said that that came back and actually they mimicked the whole crime scene and like um set it up like they were stabbing someone so basically what they're saying is it could possibly be the boy's blood splatter also on her shirt right and the only way like splatter would get on is if you're stabbing them right so that's what they're saying which is um they so when they tested it they said the only way that splatter could get on the back of her shirt because there was splatter like on the back left shoulder and it was on the back of her shirt was doing like a stabbing motion and holding the knife over her head and doing it wow yeah so and then also um where Devin was laying the stab was so deep into him it like um chipped the concrete under the carpet yeah um I'm at this point in the story I'm fully convinced she did it 100% I'm fully convinced at this point right yeah um, but for me, if it was her, whoever did it, stabbed that poor child with anger to yeah. the point where then it chipped the concrete. Exactly. Him. And so. That's terrible. And I don't know why someone would break into someone's house just to kill their kids, but leave her alive. Like, and I know like, um, you know, having your throat slashed could kill you, but why were the boys stabbed and she was like why 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 didn't she get stabbed too like why is her injury like different like it's a slash and not a stab so that's really bizarre um so another weird thing was one of darren's socks was found 75 feet away in an alleyway behind their house so it was actually found right next to a trash can and it had damon and devin's blood on it Darren is the husband. The husband. Okay. Yeah, a lot of key names here. So okay. Darren's the husband, and his sock was found 75 feet away in an alleyway with Damon and Devin's blood on it. Hmm. So they're saying, like, how... If she planted it... So, like, that's a theory they went on. Like, if she planted it, um, how would she have had time to put it there? Because the 911 call was 5 minutes and 44 seconds, they say Damon only had about eight to nine minutes to live after his injuries. So that left her with three minutes to run the 75 feet and then run back, slit her throat, and then call. So they're just saying it probably wouldn't have been enough time. And there's no blood trail. So they were saying, like, she could have waited. She could have um, done that killed the boys and then because if she would have slashed her throat first before she ran over there to plant the sock like there would be blood my theory is the husband did it because he was the only person that didn't have blood on him so if there's no blood trail she had blood on her obviously the kids didn't do it because i'm convinced she stabbed them um and she had blood all over her if she's the one who ran there would have been a blood trail right but then it's just weird because if they were trying really hard to convince police that there was an intruder why would they have put the sock so far away like 75 feet like i guess for it to i guess for to make it look like somebody ran like somebody but why would they have the husband's sock Exactly, it's all stuff coming from inside the house, which I is think, so bizarre. Honestly, it, it's 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 looking like it's a poorly done fake crime scene that either her or her husband set up. Yeah, very poorly. So one theory that people have is that she she uh, stabbed the boys. 
so she they say that she was using the sock on the knife so that there wouldn't be fingerprints and she stabbed the boys ran planted the sock came back realized that one of the boys was still alive so she stabbed him again freaking out because obviously if he was alive he could like tell who did it so Mm -hmm. she stabbed him again at that point darren heard all the commotion came downstairs she freaks out slits her own throat and like makes it look like it was a setup a lot of people think darren had nothing to do with it i don't know i think that darren is fully in on it Uh, yeah yeah i think he is so i already mentioned there was no blood in the garage so if someone stabbed two boys, I feel like they'd be having like a little bit of blood drip off if they were leaving through the garage again. Yeah. So there was mulch outside of the window that was undisturbed and then dust on the ledge of the window where he supposedly got out, the perpetrator, uh, undisturbed too. So. And then no forced entry on the back gate, which is how you would have yeah. gotten to the backyard to go through the garage. Like, does she think that the authorities are, like, dumb? Like, they're not gonna put two and two together and, like, figure some stuff out? Like, obviously, it looks like there was no forced entry. Right. Anywhere. At all. So, I don't know. Really, really bizarre. Very much so. So, this all brings us to motive, though. So, if Darlie killed her kids the reason would be like why why would she want to kill i have a few reasons but i'll i'll say it later what are your reasons what do you think they were having money issues yes that was when i was gonna go she was trying to eliminate two ways to save money (laughs) which is like the worst way possible literally like who would do that um but yeah so, so that's what I that's that's one of my theories. I have like half of a theory in my head, but I have to f- hear the rest of the story. <laughs> so they did have life insurance policies on the kids, but they were only five thousand dollars per child, which didn't even cover the cost of the funeral. So that was one thing that the defendant like in court, they defended it by saying like, how would she have gotten any money from that? So that wasn't a reason, but they definitely were having a lot of money problems. So they were living beyond their means, like for sure. Trying and to, look I, like, and I could tell that from the beginning. Oh yeah. Trying to look like the picture perfect family. Yeah. Like they just had all their shit together, like all of that. So it all went downhill after Darren's business started to operate at a loss. Um, it was just not doing as good as it once was just because technology was just like advancing so fast Mm -hmm. there just wasn't a need for his business anymore and darlie shopped all the time like i mentioned before like she did not give up shopping even when they started not to have as much money like she kept shopping designer clothes home decor she actually was planning a vacation to mexico and so she couldn't afford the vacation to mexico with her friends so she applied actually darren applied for her for a vacation loan five days before the murder. The loan that they wanted was only five grand and they got denied. Okay, so here's my other theory. I think the husband and wife planned this together. It was a team effort. That's what I think. And I think that vacation was a way to get away. They were going to Mexico. Mexico has a whole different set of laws. It's not a part of... Well, she was going with her friends. He wasn't going. I know, but why did he support her getting a credit, like a loan to go on vacation? Yeah, I don't know. Like, why even would you support that? If I ever told Kyle, you think I can get like a (laughs) $5,000 loan? He would literally be like, are you joking? (laughs) Like, are you joking? Like, he would... I don't think... Like, no. Especially Kyle with his... Yeah. And he's so (laughs) frugal. Even... It doesn't matter. Like, even if you're... It doesn't... Okay. But if you can't pay your bills, like, why would you get a loan for a vacation? Why would you go on a vacation, period? It doesn't even matter if it's in, like, 
the next town over. Right. Like, like you can't afford it. You can't afford home. it. home. Like, do a little, like, pitch a tent in your yard <laughs> or something. Like, make it a little home vacation. But isn't it fishy? It was five days before the murder. That's what I'm saying. They, I feel like the husband was in on it, and he supported her getting the loan for the vacation. He was going to go over there with her. I don't know. I think, well, I read that it was, like, for her and her friends or something. I don't know if he was going to go or not. It just, the timing is sus Bizarre. to me. Yeah. Yeah, the timing is very sus. So they got denied for that loan. They were behind on their mortgage by two months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They owed $10,000 in back taxes, and they owed $12,000 in credit cards. But could spend $5,000 to go on vacation. Well, couldn't, but was well, trying, to. trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's de- that's like the definition of living beyond your means. Yeah. So, but people were saying, like, why would she want to kill the kids? Because they only had the $5,000 life insurance policies on them. So that wouldn't make sense, like, money-wise. I, I have but- a theory about that. Um, because this is not justifying what she did at all whatsoever. But, like, kids are really expensive. And they I feel are. like the both of them, because I'm convinced if this was a husband and wife effort, that they thought, okay, well, maybe if we take out, like, two of our kids, it would save us some money. Literally, that's what I think. That's but why not do the baby? I feel like the babies, babies no, are expensive, too. I think the too. older kids are way more expensive. True, I guess, like sports and, like, gaming systems. Yeah, of course. And, like, all their friends are over there, you know, that, but that makes me sick. the thing is, Darren, the husband, had an $800,000 life insurance policy on him. So, like, why wouldn't she just kill him and get 800000 Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it was, they both did it Planned together. It. Okay. And then that's she, why both of them are still alive. And she had a $250,000 life insurance policy on him. On her, I mean. Mm-hmm. So. She, yeah. Yeah. So that was really bizarre. Another crazy thing, though, that doesn't get talked a lot in this case for some reason. So Darren had wanted to commit insurance fraud before. And the way he wanted to do it, he was actually planning this out, was... He was talking to someone, and he wanted to have them stage a break-in and steal some, steal some things, and then they would go through insurance. See? I told you the husband says. Yeah. So it's really bizarre because I'm like, did someone come in, and like, were they supposed to steal stuff and then kill the kids? But I'm like, what sense would that make? And then it's all just too weird with like the evidence and her picking up the knife and the blood on her shirt. I don't know. I kind of feel like she did it, but we're going to go through the uh, court case. And okay. we're going to look at basically, like, the facts that were against her and then, like, what they testified for her. So, people were saying that Darlie didn't get a fair trial because of her looks. Like, she had those big double E boobs. She had platinum blonde hair. Okay. Um, she had that, like, ditzy blonde bombshell image going on. Mm-hmm. So, people just didn't take her seriously. And I think... Uh, people just didn't like her from the get-go because they said that all she cared about was looks more than her family, which I I think is so stupid to say, but that's what they were saying, that she didn't get a fair trial because people already were saying she's guilty without, like, just because... No, I don't think that... I don't necessarily think she cares about her, her looks physically more than her family. I think she cares more about her image. Like, the family image, you know? Like, why didn't they sell their house? Why didn't they sell their... Boat. Why didn't they sell anything? They just wanted to maintain this image. Like, we're so successful. We have this, like, perfect family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just... 
I don't understand why they didn't do all that, but. So one thing that um, got brought up in court was the this video, which I'm going to play for you. And you guys look up this video. Just look up Darlie Routier uh, silly string video. And I'm going to show it to you, Sherielle. Okay, so I just showed you the silly string video. So basically, I'll tell everyone what it was. So it's a video of them at the gravesite for the funeral. And um, it was supposed to be on Darren, not Darren, Damon's seventh birthday. Devin's seventh birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All these D names having yeah. messed oh up. So it was on uh, Devin's seventh birthday. So they had like balloons out and everything. And then Darlie was spraying silly string like on the grapes. The silly string was too much. You didn't yeah. have to take it there. Like what was the point? And also like, I'm sorry, even if it's what, a, was it a year after they died? I think it was like, uh, no, it was like it, within the same week or okay. something. Oh my gosh. Okay. Me. Well, it was some, not long enough for her to be yeah. all smiley, hee hee ha ha, doing silly shit. Oh yeah, on the yeah. She was smiling. She, she was didn't smacking seem her gum. Sad at all. She almost seemed like excited. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like just her expression on her face. Like she just seemed bizarre. It, it was, was weird. that's off. And me. then she told uh, police that that Devin would have wanted them to be happy and wouldn't and like to celebrate his birthday and wouldn't have wanted everyone to be sad. But, like, he was six, seven years old, so... What? (laughs) So, they showed that video in court. They actually showed the jury 11 times. Um, But part of what was not shown was another part of the video that wasn't recorded for the news. Actually, police had surveillance on the grave site, and which has been talked about how that should be illegal or if not it is illegal i don't really know um, to, to have survey to have police surveillance on a, a gravesite like, okay for like you know stuff like that yeah but before that the police had this on camera um it was a two-hour prayer visual that the police taped but never released so it wasn't shown in court so the only part of that same time was just a silly string video was shown in court so I feel like that did tarnish like the image of her because they did a two-hour prayer visual. She was crying. She was really sad. And then afterwards, they did the birthday celebration. But I feel like, in my opinion, regardless of if she was crying or whatever happened prior to the silly string, her expression in her face during the silly string part of the video still rubs me the wrong way. Right, and it was like... A week or so after her two kids were murdered. So I don't see how anyone could be smiling. But they say everyone grieves different. So whatever. True. Um, The jury came out after court to say that, you know, that was like a big reason for what how they decided the outcome to be was because of that silly string video. They said that showed her character a lot. Defense just says there's not enough motive. Like there's too much reasonable doubt um that you know for her like she had her throat slashed another thing they didn't show in court was Darlie was very bruised up like look at these bruises she had like dark purple bruises all over her arms scratches um she had like 
stab wounds too on her arms that like weren't life-threatening or anything but people are saying like that shows that she did put up a fight um which I have to say I don't know how you could get like that type of bruising and do that to yourself and that wasn't shown in court so well yeah of course because it would make her look a little bit more innocent but as far as the bruising and the slight stab wounds um on her arm I don't know I for me I'm still convinced she did it yeah I absolutely think probably that she did it but it's still the weird things of there's no motive uh the sock is really odd and then um the bruising I don't know how you could do that to yourself and how would she have had time to do that so for me what I think the bruising is from and obviously I have like I don't know anything about crime scene investigation obviously I'm a makeup artist for crying out loud (laughs) um but for me what I think may have happened possibly is her kids were trying to fight back that's what people say they say like um kicking they were kicking her yes because like they were old enough to, like, at least try to defend themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was a small lady, so. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think it's from her kids trying to defend themselves. So another reason people say that Darlie might not be guilty is that the scene was contaminated by first responders. So first responders obviously were there first before, like, police were taking pictures and analyzing everything right. to try to save the boys. So... They're saying that could be the reason for, like, the um, vacuum knocked over and things like that. Also, there was an unidentified bloody fingerprint on a glass coffee table behind the couch. Um, If you're familiar with this case, it's, like, famously known as 85J. And the fingerprint does not match Darlie or Damon, none of the police, and none of the finger, I mean, none of the paramedics. So, like, whose bloody fingerprint could that have been? Because it had to have been someone who was there during the murder to leave a bloody fingerprint. So, I don't know. The only thing is Damon was never fingerprinted because he hasn't started kindergarten yet at that point. So, he didn't have his fingerprints in the system. But people said it's, like, it doesn't look like a kid fingerprint. Like, it's too big. So, I've seen it. It does look big. So, they're saying, like, just that's completely ruled out it's just way too big for a five-year-old three experts actually like testified about that um that part kind of threw me for a loop um because like who could have that like who is who would have been exactly unless unless maybe they did want to commit insurance fraud and had some like outsider do it and then he like fucked all fucked it all up okay so let's let's talk about this theory that I have in my head. They were trying to commit, what was it, insurance fraud? Mm-hmm. And they had somebody come in to stage the robbery. Right. And they were like, no. And what I think happened was Darlie and Darren, mm-hmm. the husband and wife, they needed it to look more real. And they took it way, 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 way too far. But then, if they were going to do that, why didn't they, like, have anything missing to, like, kind of make the story plausible like to have the jewelry on the counter really like they could at least I just don't okay it's almost like it happened really fast yeah everything happened fast first of all they're not the brightest crayons in the box obviously Obviously. because (laughs) maybe book smart yeah I guess because he had a very successful business at one point but 
the fact that they were living beyond their means and doing all of this stuff, they wanted to commit insurance fraud. And, you know, there was proof of a lot of these things. They had a bunch of debt and, you know, all of this stuff. Um, I think that it was a... They were The husband and wife were both in on it. It mm-hmm. was a staged home insurance fraud. And the third guy was kind of like, I'm out. Right. Like, I'm not digging the hole. Like, I wasn't in. Like, who would agree to, like, having, like, kids killed? That's the thing is I feel like... I just feel like the evidence all aligns that she killed her kids. But then there's, like... I still believe she killed her kids. I don't think the third-party right. dude killed the kids. I don't think kids. he killed the kids. I think he was there to make it look like it was a robbery. And then... The husband and the wife took it too far. I don't know, though. And they because wanted people Darren to, like, had no blood them. on him, though. So you think he had nothing to do I with don't it? think he stabbed the kids. I think she stabbed the kids. I think he knew about everything that she was planning and going on. Still to this day. So they got divorced in, like, 2011 I'm or something. I'm not surprised by that. Um, he still claims her innocence. Says that he believes that she didn't do it. But he actually... So there's some more things that are going to throw you through a loop. Okay. So the fibers on the bread knife that they said that they uh, that was tested and had, like, the same... or Like, the bread knife was tested and had the same fibers that were on that screen. Okay. So they were actually tested after they were already dusted for fingerprints. So I was watching a CNN death row documentary, and Darley has a new lawyer these days, and he got seven random fingerprint brushes tested, and four out of those seven brushes had the same fibers that were on that bread knife. So I don't know if there's, like, a mess up with those, like, fingerprint brushes or something. Because fibers are, like, very, very small. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, like, were... So did the bread knife actually slice it? And the, Oh, and then... But they do say that it was sliced from the inside. I read that, like, a time or two, but that's not something consistent. So, I don't know how believable that is. So, yeah, I don't know if the bread knife actually was the weapon that, like, slid the screen. And another thing, I told you, like, the mulch under the window wasn't disturbed. So, it came out. uh, Darren actually demonstrated this. So, the mulch wasn't directly under the window like they made it seem. The mulch was, like, slightly to the side. And Darren actually demonstrated how you could go through the window and not touch the ledge and, like, go directly to no, the concrete. No, I know. I don't know. <laughs> you really think, like, some ninja, like, did a backflip <laughs> over the mulch? Like, I don't... I'm not buying that. It was, like, a big window. Like, when I looked at pictures, it was, like, like a big window that was low to the ground. So, I mean, I guess, like, you could go through it and not touch. I'm not buying it. But if you're in a hurry, think about someone who just committed murder. Like, they're in a hurry. They don't give a fuck. Like, they're running. Right, so they would mess up all the mold. Right. Like, unless it was some, like, Russian spy that, like, I don't know, that (laughs) came from the roof of the house or something. But that that argument, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Uh, Really bizarre. So, yeah. Basically, Darlie got sentenced to death the death penalty for killing her kids so they actually sentenced her they like um charged her for damon's murder and they only did one of the boys in case like the case fell through in case they lost the case and then they could try her for the other kid because you know you can't do double jeopardy you can't Mm -hmm. get tried for the same crime twice which is kind of fucked up so yeah she's still on death row to this day she's 53 But actually, um, another thing I forgot to mention was there was a note in her diary that I want to read to you. 
And the note says, Devin, Damon, and Drake, I hope you will forgive me for what I'm about to do. My life has been such a hard fight for a long time, and I just can't find the strength to keep fighting anymore. I love you three more than anything else in this world, and I want all three of you to be healthy and happy. I don't want you to see me as a miserable person every time you look at me. So, uh, yeah, that's when actually while she was writing that Darren walked in the room on her, walked into the room while she was writing that and she was crying. She broke down and confessed that she has been having thoughts of suicide. So it's almost like, because at first they always say like, they bring up the fact that she started it with, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do. So people are like, was she planning on killing the kid? Yeah, I think so. But then if she was planning on it, I feel like it would have been a smoother crime. I think the kids fought back and the husband knew she was going to do something, either kill herself. He should have got her help. I mean, right. who knows? Because she had mentioned to him she had postpartum depression. Maybe he did and we just don't know. But if he didn't, that's wrong. He should have got her help if... If I was him, I would have got her help immediately because obviously for her, I'm convinced she did it. For her to do what she did, she's not well upstairs, mm-hmm. obviously. And she was struggling a lot, like she said, with the postpartum depression. And the fact that she went out of her way to write a diary entry saying, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. What were you about to do? Well, people are saying that maybe she was talking about just killing herself. Like she was sorry that she was about to kill herself. and they. But even then, it's like... Yeah. You're not, like, you're not, something's not right up there, and she should have gotten help for herself and for her kids. There was a statement she made, I, like, read this on Google, where she had told, she made, like, a bunch of statements to police, and they were all, like, different about the story of what happened. Um, I didn't go th- through all of them, but basically, she kept it through with, uh, there was someone in the house, but, like, it was always a different scenario. Like, she woke up to, um pressure on her shoulder from one of the boys um she was saying one time that she noticed she woke up and noticed like her panties weren't on and her panties were missing and it was almost like she tried to set it up as like a sexual assault case which was really bizarre um but like her story just changed like little by little so it I just I don't know I, there's a thing I don't know if you've heard of it called postpartum psychosis which is like, yeah, it's like we're mom. I think she possibly, not a doctor, like I said, I think she possibly was going through that. Yeah, I think so too. Because um, she had told police at one point that she said um, when they were interrogating her, like, if I did do it, I don't remember doing it, which I feel like is very telling. Okay, I mean, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like <laughs> a duck, and whatever, like a duck, all evidence points to her. And her story, but then there's still some weird shit, like the sock and the fingerprint. Because she's not good at getting away with murder. <laughs> she's literally like, I honestly feel like it was a home insurance fraud gone wrong. And her and her now ex-husband were in on it. I don't think he knew she would take it that far. I think he like, knew yeah. she was going to do something. Either kill herself, but like, why didn't you get her help? Or I'm thinking, see, I don't know. I almost feel like she slashed her throat because maybe she realized what she did and, like, was like, oh, God, and then slit her throat. Or maybe, like, family annihilators, like, how they kill their kids and then kill themselves. Like, there's a few cases like that. So you think that she wanted to purposely kill herself? 
I think so. Because, I mean... But she, she didn't. She wasn't successful. But it was, like, two millimeters, which I looked up how small two millimeters was. And it's literally, um, like, a new crayon point. Like, that's how small two millimeters is. So, there's, like, she... How would she have known, like... That's how far she away she was from her carotid artery. So, like, how would she have known that? So, I feel like she definitely, like, intended to kill herself. Because I feel like she knew she'd get caught. But then she didn't but she die. Didn't. So she ran with the story of like. And like there's so many inconsistencies in her story. Is giving guilty. It's giving murderer. And yeah. I think she did it. But I think 100%. I have no doubt. Like there, <laughs> like who else would do it? Exactly. That's the thing. And they lived in like a really nice area. There was no crime. The like, husband had no blood. No blood on the husband. Wasn't him. He's exed out as a suspect. I think he... He's guilty knew, in another way. Yes. 100%. And he knew something was going on. Should have got her help. He's guilty in that part. He should have got her the help that she needed. Yeah, I agree. The inconsistencies in the story, the vacation five days before she was going to do it. But the... the five days The before. scratches... Oh, yeah. It was five days before they before. got denied the loan, which is really interesting yeah but like her injuries just get me because it's no, like a i bunch think her of, kid that's from her kids fighting back that you looks think like a, scratch marks you think a five and six year old could do that all of this my cousin's seven and she's really strong like she's okay. very very strong so like you think if you were like holding her down and she was trying to get away she uh-huh. could no a hundred percent okay yeah she's yeah well, maybe really strong i can't even imagine a boy a trail yeah i mean my son is like enzo's almost 20 months and he's really strong that's true. I feel like Carmel you know is I mean? pretty strong. Exactly. <laughs> Kids are very strong. They are strong. So, so yeah. Guilty as charged. I feel like that's the verdict from us is we think she's guilty. For 100%. sure. And like, I would love to know, like, what actually happened, though. But also, like, the lawyer's argument, it was just not, it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. I feel no. like the lawyer, her, her lawyer's argument is not. Trying to make her look innocent. And then the fact that her lawyer never played, like, the other part of the Silly String video. Like, the part of her doing the prayer visual. Because the jury came out and said that was a big reason that they said that they thought she was guilty was because that Silly String video was played for them 11 times. And, like, had the other part of the video been played, it might have, like, swayed their judgment a little bit. Or at least have been a hung jury at the very least. And then she would have had, like, a mistrial Mm -hmm. and stuff. And maybe not been on death row. But, yeah, she's 53. She's still on death row. She's still fighting for her case. Still sticks to the same story that she's innocent. Wow. Darren still says she's innocent. He's remarried now. Drake. Um, yeah, because if he would have came out and said, oh, she's guilty, that would make him look bad, too. Of course he's not going to say that she's guilty. I feel, yeah, because I feel like if he would have came out and said she's guilty, she would have thrown him under the bus for something. And also, like, he would have probably gotten a trial for himself. Right. For something. For something. So I feel like she knew something about him, and, like, he didn't want that to come out. And he's maybe. going to his deathbed. Because I, f- I feel like it's just odd he never once, like, thought that she did it. I don't know. Cause I he just, didn't look sad at that grief site either. <sighs> there, it's really, it's really sus. That was it's a really lot bizarre. to unpack. It was a lot to unpack. She's still fighting her case, though. Like, they're still doing DNA testing. They're waiting on DNA testing from that fingerprint that also, still hasn't came out yet. And they started testing it in 2019. So, I don't know. But also, the case happened in, what, 1996? hmm From now until then, don't you think they would have found something if she was innocent? Don't you think they would have found something by now? Especially with the technology when they started re, like, what, investigating? 
2019, with the technology they have now, they would have found something. Something. Or they could have put that fingerprint in one of those, like, Ancestry.com So there's the technology these days, as far as stuff like this, they would have found something. They haven't found something. And it's been four years since they tested the fingerprint. Yeah, and maybe it'll be proven wrong. Who knows? Maybe they'll find something. Also, can we talk about how long you're on death row for? Like, what the fuck? Like, she was, Darlie was 26 at the time that these murders happened, and she's 53 now and still on death row. Bizarre. So... Yeah, she's um, one of eight women, either in Texas or just at that prison that's on death row. So, yeah. So, I mean... I think she did it. I think think she did it. I just want to know why. I don't understand why. I don't understand... There's no... There's no reason. There's no... Because nothing came out of it. Yeah, I mean, but there's no hardcore evidence pointing to her being innocent. Exactly. There's nothing that proves that she's innocent. No, there's nothing. I feel like there's some reasonable doubt, but there's nothing that like there's no really convinces me. Substantial evidence that proves she's innocent. No, exactly. So that's public knowledge, at least. But well, I wow. hope you guys enjoyed this case. Poor babies. May the babies yeah. rest in peace. That's because like, that is horrible, and that's so sad. And that's what should be talked about: is two kids lost their lives yeah. because of just a senseless act that. For no reason. For yeah. absolutely no reason. And That's I can't really imagine sad. them dying that way at the hands of their mom either. Like someone they trusted. And the fact if they That's were That's the like, last kicking, thing they saw. Was their mom. Was their mom doing that. Killing them. It's heartbreaking. Poor babies. So, yeah. I hope you guys have a good week. I know it's a sad thing to end on. Yeah, we'll have like a fun episode. Yeah, we'll do something fun next because yeah. that one was heavy. That was a heavy one, but it's our first true crime episode, so let us know what you think. We want to hear some feedback. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.